Hey there, and thanks for listening to our podcast. Our mission at Hope is to invite everyone to find Jesus and help them move toward the center of God's purpose for their life. Here's this weekend's message. Well, good morning, everybody, all of our campuses, all of you watching online, all of you here today. In 1998, we, Melissa and I and our family moved to an older home, but a new home to us in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And I was checking the mail um, one, one day, and it was probably within the first couple of weeks of, of moving in, and um, the neighbor across the street, she was checking her mail, and my first thought was, I need to introduce myself, be a friendly neighbor. My second thought was, you know, maybe I can invite her to church. My third thought was, I don't know if I want to invite her to my church. I don't know if you've ever been there. I'm, I'm sure you're not there now, but I'm sure that maybe a church that you've attended in the past it was a little dicey whether or not you wanted to invite him for whatever reason. And it wasn't that I had a bad church or was in a bad church. It was just some characteristics and some things that, that when I walked back down that driveway, it was a long blacktop driveway, I had this thought, I want to start a church. And the second thought was, I want to start a church that I can invite my friends to, that I can invite my neighbors to. They would hear the word of God without compromise. They would experience the presence of God through worship. They would experience the love of God through his people. But we would try to get away from anything that would be a barrier to people far from God or disconnected from God. And for 23 years, we've, we've, we've really tried to do that. And, and uh, opening hope a year and a half or two later from that 1998 experience, um, two daycare centers an elementary school, our first building, which is on this property at Frisco East, 15,000 square feet, man. We just thought, man, we've arrived. And uh, we went to five services within a year and a half and trying to figure out what do we do next. And, and then we doubled the size of that building and, and auditorium. And within a year and a half, we were in five services again and decided to start the McKinney campus. We bought an Albertsons on 380 and, and 75. And then uh, a year later, we bought another Albertsons. We're a good partner with Albertsons. Uh, we pray for more. <laughs> I was hoping them Albertsons would be in Prosper, uh, but <clears throat> Prosper. But um, <laughs> I was at movement this weekend with the teenagers, so I've got some puberty things going on. Anyway... Um, Bought that Albertsons over there, and, and, and then a few years later, we enlarged this, this campus right here, and, and then a year later after that, we started Prosper in 2019, meeting in the high school, and in just a few short months, probably the summer, this summer, uh, we'll be in that building. It'll be their own building, and, and, and that's, we're excited about that. I know you guys in Prosper, you're excited about that, but I, I, I'm not excited for the, the reason that you might think. Um, buildings have never been a big deal to me uh, personally. They're fine. We need them, but um, I'd just as soon not have to build one. They're too expensive, you know, buying stuff. They're just, it's all expensive, right? And I get it. But it's about, let me just put it on the screen, and you've heard it before. People matter to God, right? And if they matter to God, they should matter to me. All people matter, of course, but especially those far from God. When I say especially, but those far from God, they really, they really do matter. I know you've heard me say this more than a thousand times at Hope Fellowship. 
But it, but it really is the why behind what we do. It's not buildings, it's not campuses, it's not property. It, it's people like you, like me, and my neighbors and my friends that I've invited to church and have crossed the line of faith. And It's just, a, it's an important thing to me that if you're new to hope, that, that you would know the why behind what we do when you see videos like that and the prosper. And it's exciting. Of course it's exciting. We're almost done. But it's way more than money. It's way more than buildings. It's way more than property. It's people. Because they matter to God. And lost people matter to God. And generations from now, when my name will not even be remembered, your name will not even be remembered, people, generations, will, will worship in these facilities. And, and, uh, and that, that's why I get excited so in the last few weeks, we've been in this series in the book of John, studying some characters that Jesus encountered. First week, we really actually talked about Jesus, his deity and his humanity and how that relates to us. Second week, we talked about uh, the disciples and his encounters with the disciples and, and what did he say? What was he teaching them and what is he teaching us through that? Last week, Mike Foster, man, I love Mike. Didn't he do a great job? I watched it on Saturday, man. Um, talked about Jesus and the sick, and today I want to talk about, in chapter 3 of John, Nicodemus. Nicodemus um, was an interesting character in the New Testament. He was a Pharisee, which was on the legalistic side, or in other words, they were truly, truly desiring to please God in their behavior by keeping the law, and they were very legalistic in that behavior or in their actions, and he was a part of that group that believed in the resurrection. Sadducees did not, um, but the two groups together had a leading group or leadership group called the Sanhedrin, and, and Nicodemus was a part of that leadership group. So this is a guy who was probably pretty well off financially, religiously ex um, respected. He definitely was a man who looked like he had it all together. And that's where we pick up the story in John chapter three, verse one. Let's look. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee after dark one evening. Interesting, right? He didn't want to talk to Jesus in the, in the temple in the light in where everybody could see. He wanted to do this in the dark because Jesus was a very controversial figure and rabbi, teacher, in with the Jewish religious leaders. So we came to speak with Jesus at night. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. And that's, they, that was really an exaggeration because not all of them believed that. They were, in fact, still in, from the very beginning trying to figure out how, they, how to get rid of Jesus. They didn't want him causing any trouble with the Roman government of that area. They didn't want him getting in the way of, of any kind of you know, getting an insurrection uh, going within the Jewish community. They were really worried about their political status with Rome, and, and Jesus was a controversial figure because of the way he taught and what he taught. But anyway, he, Nicodemus, said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Now, if we were to go on in this chapter, and I hope that you'll go and read it if you have not already read it, read it in your, in your John reading, if you're reading with us. But Nicodemus had heard Jesus teach, 
had watched him perform miracles, it, it, it's obvious. But he had some questions. He was thinking. He was wondering. First observation about this is there are people around us who are wondering. Nicodemus was, in fact, wondering so much, contemplating, considering, seeking, that he asked to meet with Jesus at night so that he could ask some things. And this is where Jesus said, you must be born again. And Nicodemus is like, man, well, I don't understand. We, we got to go back into the womb? That's impossible. And they had this, this, this conversation going back and forth and Jesus says, no, 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 you, no, I'm talking about a, a natural birth. Yes, you must be born of water and spirit, natural and spiritual. In, in my opinion, that's what that means. But Nicodemus was just considering the teachings of Jesus. A man seemingly who had it all together, yet curious, contemplating, wondering. Now, I wonder how many people around us in your world, think of, think of your world for, for just a minute, your family, your immediate family, think of your kids, your, your immediate, your parents, think of the extended family that you have that may be close to the area and, and you're, you, know, you get together with them quite often, think of your neighbors, think of the work, people you work with or you go to school with, that world, your world. And I wonder how many people in our world, not the big world, but our world, are wondering, thinking, considering, seeking. They may not even know what they're considering or thinking or considering. But Jesus had a way of getting people, no question, to wonder to consider, to think, to seek, to contemplate. Many, in, not in the book of John, but many, like Zacchaeus, the tax collector. I mean, he was a VP of tax collectors. Very wealthy man. And heard Jesus was coming to town, and you know the, the song, or maybe you know the story, but Zacchaeus, because he was short, he climbed a tree so that he could get a look at Jesus when he came into town, and Jesus stops at the tree and he says, hey, Zacchaeus, let's go have dinner at your house. And so they go and Zacchaeus, you know, he, he gets right with God. But before Jesus comes to town, Zacchaeus has been wondering, thinking, contemplating, heard about Jesus. The rich young ruler had it all together. What must I do? And there's one thing you lack in that story and the notorious sinners that Jesus encountered, prostitutes and tax collectors and drunks and so forth. All of those, listen, all those people thinking, wondering. Let me put it on the screen like this. When life doesn't make sense anymore, people begin to wonder. When, when life, when, when, when marriage begins to disintegrate, when, when family Dynamics get very complicated and, and hard. When financial, when, when money matters, when, when loss of job or 
a tragedy in our lives or a sickness in our bodies or, or you know, some kind of career thing or you know, there's so many things that could go wrong. When, when life doesn't make sense the way we've chosen to live it, the way we've chosen to make our decisions, when life doesn't make sense, people begin to wonder. They begin to think about their lives, their purpose. They begin to think about what's going on, what am I doing wrong. They begin to think, and, and it's our opportunity. And that's, if you don't know it by now, I would hope that you would give me the benefit of the doubt, but that's why we do what we do, so that we can connect those people to Jesus. Because in our area, listen, I want you to think about our area, and I know not everybody's wealthy, but it's an affluent area. You ever drive around and wonder in these big houses, you're like, what do they do? They're all from California, sold theirs for cash and came here and paid, you know, and we're glad you're here. Let me just tell you, we're glad you're here. And if, if you think in my joking about you guys in California, I love you and I love you. I'm glad you're here. However, <laughs> there is no, there is no however, there is no however. It's, it, you know, we live in an area that it seems, listen, it seems like people have it all together. Even the, even the homes that are not so nice are still nice compared to what I lived in. And I'm, not, I'm grateful for what I lived in, but it was built in the 50s, I think, 40s or 50s. And it was the same home I lived in all my life. And, and coming here, our first home was like, whoa, never thought I'd live in a place like this. We live in an affluent area, and it's, it's like, what, what do we have? And I thought about this starting the church. I had no idea I was coming to Frisco. We thought we were going to San Antonio back in the early days of 99, thought we were really going to San Antonio to start a church and ended up in Frisco, long story short, but what are we going to offer people in Frisco? Plano, McKinney. But little do we know that when life doesn't begin to make sense anymore, when the money, alcohol, pills, when, when, when none of those things make sense anymore, we have an opportunity to connect them with Jesus. Amen. Let me just tell you, that's why, that's why hope is here. And that's why First Baptist, and that's why, you know, all, these, all, all my friends at pastor churches, that's why we're here. It's because we know that, that this life and, and everything that you could get, the houses that you could accumulate, the cars, the toys, it doesn't buy anything when it comes to the heart. And like Nicodemus, like the rich young ruler, like Zacchaeus, there are people around us who are wondering. They're thinking. What are we going to do? The second observation is wondering people is why Jesus came. Now, I think most of us would know John 3.16. How many know when I just said those, those that, that, how many, let me, that's all? Let me see if, okay, there we go. Like, wow. John 3.16. Not, if you don't know it, that's fine. But John 3.16 is probably the most famous verse. Let me put it on the screen. This is NLT version. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Wondering people is why Jesus came. 
the, the people like Nicodemus and the rich young ruler and Zacchaeus and the prostitutes and the tax collectors and the drunks and, and those who were misfits in the Jewish community and not up to par, that's why Jesus came. In fact, there's, I'm not going to read the scriptures, I'm just going to give you the quotes. You ready? Jesus said, I have come to seek and to save those who were lost. I did not come to those who think they are healthy, but to those who know they are sick. How many know you're sick? If you didn't know that, look at your neighbor and say, you're sick. Yeah, if you, in case you didn't know. I have come, Luke 4, I have come to preach the good news to the poor, not the financial poor, the spiritually poor, to release captives, to open blind eyes, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim that the time has come for God's favor. And what that means is that, that his grace is now here. No more law, no more your performance. Jesus is gonna perform. He's gonna pay the price. And the year of the Lord's favor is not an every, ever, the year of Jubilee is what this means. And it was a custom in, in the Jewish calendar in a certain year that you would be forgiven of all your debt. How many would like to bring that back? Yeah, well, the government is, so don't worry, right? But it was a real thing, but this is not, that's not what Jesus was talking about. He was talking about the debt of sin. He was talking about the, the, the penalty and the weight of the law. He said the, the year of the Lord's favor has come. See, that's the good news of the gospel. That's why Jesus came. He came for people who were wondering. And so when we started this church, we, we came to Frisco. I didn't use this language, but we came to Frisco because, because people were wondering. Contemplating. Considering. Even confused. And so when life doesn't work anymore, they, they start asking questions. And, and part of our heart, and, and really the main heart that we have for Prosper, for McKinney, for, for wherever we go, west, east, wherever else we may build campuses or start churches, that's why we do what we do. It's not kingdom building. It's, I could care less about the number. It's just we believe that people matter to God. And if people matter to God, they should matter to me. And guys, I'm just going to tell you, if you don't like growth, if you don't like more people coming in, I don't know if you know Jesus. Us four no more, you're in the wrong church. And I don't say that pridefully. I just say that humbly that, that man, we, there's no way we can just be comfortable because there are people who are wondering. And Jesus came for those who wonder. So what happened to Nicodemus? Anybody know? Nicodemus is, uh, again, only two times in the whole New Testament is he ever talked about. We just read this when he came to Jesus at night. There's one more place in the same book, John chapter 19. Let's look. Afterward, Joseph of, uh, Joseph of Arimathea who had been a secret disciple of Jesus because he feared the Jewish leaders, asked Pilate for permission to take down Jesus' body. When Pilate came, gave permission, Joseph came and took the body away. With him came Nicodemus, the man who had come to Jesus at night. I 
I don't know about you, but I don't think Nicodemus is going to chance his reputation or his leadership if he did not come to the realization that Jesus answered his wonder. that's my prayer for the people in my life and in your life and in your world and in my world who are wondering I'm not pointing them to hope I'm not pointing them to me I can't do anything for them but we can connect them to Jesus and and when Jesus gets in the mix let let me just put it on the screen When Jesus meets the wondering, their lives will never be the same. Now, you can come to Hope or Preston Trail or wherever, and you might not be the same. But if you really meet Jesus, you will never be the same. I don't mean you're going to be perfect. I just mean you'll never be the same. That five-year-old encounter that I had with Jesus when my mom led me to the Lord on the front row of that pew in Combs, Texas, I've never been the same. Five years old. I was an exceptional five-year-old no question but I remember it like it was yesterday so I have two I have two challenges for us in this teaching of Nicodemus one first one would you pray with me for the people around us who are wondering about their lives I gave you in the revival series a a cloth if you didn't get one I don't know if we still have them they may be at the info centers around the campus, but it's a little piece of cloth, just a cloth, and I had an explanation about it. But anyway, I've written down the names of people far from God in my life. Some of my neighbors or, or co-work, or not co-work, yeah, I have some pastors that are, I'm praying for. <laughs> Definitely. Robert, but, just kidding. And, and I'll be honest, I do work with Christians 24-7, right? Most of them. And I have to be creative in ways in which I meet people far from God because it's not an everyday occurrence necessarily when I go to work. In other words, when I go to work, there's not people there that I'm praying for that they're, they'll come to Christ. So I have to be creative and just look for those opportunities and really pray, Holy Spirit, would you lead me in, in conversations, and there's several times that he does that, but one just happened recently that surprised me, and um, it actually has to do with a motorcycle, so bear with me. I know some of you get sick of me talking about it, but I, I, I'd, I had gone to um, the motorcycle place. My, my, my bike wasn't in the shop, but I was missing a little rubber uh, cap on a piece of the motorcycle, and, and I was looking to order that. So I go to the service department, and, or the, the parts department, and I, and I say, hey, man, I'd like to order this. And he looks it up, and he goes, man, they, they don't sell that by itself. You have to buy the whole piece, which is like 400 bucks. I need a rubber cap. I'm like, no, 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 can you, can you just order the cap? No, it doesn't, I, it doesn't give me an option. I'm like, oh, man, okay. Let me just tell you, you get a motorcycle, it's like a boat. You get a motorcycle, it's never ending, never ending. You're always buying something. Anyway, it is worth it. Somebody just said it's not worth it. Oh, it is worth it. I rebuke you in the name of, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So, so I said, well, I'm going to go to the service department. Uh, they're my friends back there, and, and I'm just going to see maybe if they have one laying around. So I go back to the 
place. And they said, yeah, come back here. And so I go back to where the mechanic who's been working on my bike, he, he's been for years. And super nice guy. He's from Eastern Europe, somewhere in, in that vicinity. And, and uh, so we're, we're looking through tools, looking through his boxes. And he real, he's being real nice. He's, Man, I, I, don't, I haven't seen one of those, but maybe we could craft something, you know, to, to, to make it. So he gave me a little thing that, to say, hey, if you do this and do this, guess what? I got home and broke it. <laughs> Get, don't give me anything to do mechanically. But in that conversation, we're working through, looking through the whole area. I have no idea how this came up. But, he, but I, I said something about home. And I said, well, you get to go home in just a little bit. He goes, well, I live in a camper. And then I was like, oh, I got excited because I was like, I've been trying to get Melissa to sell our home and go live in a camper by the river. That's much better than a van down by the river. A camper down by the river. Way upgrade, right? Anyway, so I was like, oh, man, you live in a camper. That's awesome. And he goes, oh, no. And then he said something that I, I didn't even have, I wasn't prepared for and I didn't have an answer for right then. But he said, and it was, a, it was filled with pain. He said, that's just what life brought me. him to Easter service that's what that's just what life brought me how many of our friends have walked through the valley of the shadow of death have walked through a relational shadow of death have walked through financial shadow of death have walked through times of confusion and doubt and wondering what it is about their life that's not working Guys, I'm just going to tell you, there are people who are wondering, would you pray with me? And would you begin to make invitation for our Easter services, or even before, would you begin to make invitations and think and pray for people around you who are wondering? I'm praying that, for that whole section back there in the back, I've become friends with them. I had an interesting challenge with my bike, and for months and months, we had they were so they were great with me and, and so they're my friends now. I'm gonna invite all of them. Guys, there's people in our lives that are wondering. That's why hope exists. That's why this church exists. Of course I love the next generation. Of course I love regen. Of course I love re-engage. Of course I love all the stuff we do, discipleship. But the heart behind it all is that there are people around us who are wondering, and we get to connect them with Jesus. And in our culture right now, I know, I know it may not always be this way, but in our culture right now, people who get invited to church, there is a high percentage of people who say yes. That's changing, I understand, but still there's a high percentage that say, yeah. And Easter is one of those times. So would you pray with me? And the second thing, as we think about the Prosper Campus, would you pray about what you can begin or continue to give for our Prosper Campus? We are in quarterly goals January through March is a $500,000 goal. We're uh, about 200000 there, so we got a ways to go. But if you're new to Hope and you haven't been a part of this journey with us, I'm gonna invite you to financially be a part of that if you call Hope your home. When you came in, you received a little glass vial of, of dirt. This is from the Prosper Campus. 
actual dirt, the Prosper team, the, 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 the team at Prosper put these together, like thousands of them. So thank you to the Prosper staff for doing this. But this is dirt from the actual Prosper property. And the reason I give this to you is I like to give you things to remember to pray for. So when you put it next to your cloth or any of the things that you have, maybe that, that I have a whole shelf filled with the things that I've given you from 2004 until last month. And, and this is just one of those, you may not care about the prosper area. In other words, the city, you're like, okay, whatever. But we, how, how, can, how can we all agree that people matter? No matter where they live, no matter who they are, what color, what, what nationality, or even religion, they matter to God. And so this soil represents all those hearts. And I just want you to pray about those two things. Who's in your life that you could invite? And could you be a part of what God is doing? And, and we want to build this debt-free, and we got a ways to do that. But quarterly, we're just making those goals. And I pray that you would be uh, driven and motivated to help us. But again, the reason we do it is not because of money or buildings or property. It's because of the hearts of people far from God. The Nicodemuses, the Zacchaeuses, the rich young rulers, the thief on the cross, Pilate, I mean, all the characters that are throughout the book of John. And maybe you're here today and you've been wondering. I just want you to know that today can be your day in which you accept the invitation of Jesus to be forgiven of your sin and to have the promise of eternal life. And I hope that today you take advantage of that. Would you pray with me? Lord, your word is so powerful. So powerful. And, and, and if we can connect that to the people in our lives, in our worlds, who are wondering for whatever reason, then, then, then what happens, the Holy Spirit begins to do the work that we can't do lives begin to change and one by one by one, one invitation at a time come and see you begin to change an area you begin a movement and Lord I just pray that we would have your heart at the center of our church the reason that you came Jesus is because of those who wonder the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. May we be a part of the people who say yes. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Hope's Weekend Message. Visit hopefellowship.net and further connect with us by downloading the Hope app from the App Store or Google Play. Have a great day.